Hi, I'm Hallie, and I want to welcome you to the Odd Life Podcast. That's spelled A-W-E-D, which stands for Awake, Well, and Empowered. In this space, you will hear inspirational stories, candid and heartfelt conversations, as well as advice from experts, all with the intention of helping women like you live odd AF. Because I believe the more of us that live awake, well, and empowered, the better this world will be. So thank you for being here and welcome to your odd life. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Hallie, your host. Just hanging out with you this week. Next week we'll have Katie Horwich from the Want Cast. She's a podcaster and writer and author now. She has a book that just came out in October. It's called Want Yourself. I have a copy right here. And it's actually part of what I want to talk about today. I did something this week finally. Well, I actually did it a couple of weeks ago. I just finally took advantage of it this week. There is a thing called Class Pass, and I joined it eons ago when it first came out. I was blogging pretty regularly back then, and the people of Class Pass reached out, asked if I would try. They'd give me a free month to try it out and then maybe blog about it if I enjoyed it. And I did. I got a chance to try a lot of different places. In ClassPass, if you don't know, it is an app. It's kind of like MindBody, that app that you use to book, whether it's a spa or a massage or whatever. A lot of studios use it to book their classes as well. But ClassPass is on a credit system. So you can pay different tiers to get a certain amount of credits. And so the lowest one, I believe, is 28 credits a month. And what it does is it gives you access to a variety of studios, whether it's a yoga studio, Pilates, maybe a, a gym that has classes and different classes have different points or different credits allotted to them. And some that are more popular, that are a little more rigorous, maybe have a little bit different class form, maybe require more credits for that class. So maybe a reformer class of Pilates, maybe seven or eight credits and a yoga class, or just a normal flow class, maybe only three. And it depends on like on the studio, what they assign the credit value for their classes. So what it's doing is it's allowing me to try a variety of studios and just paying one place. And I like it a lot because I don't really know where I want to join and I want to try a lot of different things. So it allows me to do that. And I don't do like, I'm not the person that's going to go into a different studio every single day. I'm looking like a couple times a week. And so for right now, I have the level, the tier that is just 28 credits a month. I joined it actually, uh, I don't know, probably about five weeks ago. And it's supposed to give you two weeks free. And I kind of messed up and I didn't go when I was supposed to. And so now I'm paying and I did my first class today at a new studio that's really close to my house. And I went and did a yoga class, which I haven't done yoga in a long time, at least in a studio setting. I mean, definitely pre-COVID. Honestly, it's been that long. I had done some things via YouTube. I'll watch a couple different people. Uh, Yoga by Adrian. I tend to like her stuff a lot. She's pretty fun to, to watch. But I was missing that class environment. I remember going to yoga back in my early 40s, trying it for the first time and really falling in love with it because of a couple different things. Because of the environment, it's calming, it's cozy. There's a kind of calm energy by everybody that's there. 
and it tends to be a lot of women. There's some guys too, but I really, really enjoy being in a group of women in that setting because it's usually very supporting and very nurturing. And I've met people over the years by going to yoga. And I, like I said, hadn't gone since before COVID. And when you're at home doing it, you know, watching a YouTube video, it's just not the same. It's great to, in a pinch when you need something, but I'm needing more. I need to get out of the house, meet some people, engage in a conversation and just feel the energy of that room. And, uh, Katie, she'll be on in a couple of weeks. Uh, she actually will be, it'll be next week at this time. Katie is also a group fitness instructor and the things that we talked about and the things that are in her book really tie back to how I feel when I'm doing yoga or Pilates or something that's more of a low impact, just really body focused exercise. I don't know how else to say it, but when I'm doing yoga, I learned this when I was in my early forties and just starting, it was a time in my life when I really needed to tune into who I was and start listening to myself. And yoga was the best thing I could have done at that time. When I got on the mat and the lights were down, that time I was doing it at my gym, they offered yoga classes and she would always turn the front lights off. The very back lights from the gym would come through the window. So it was all dark. And I love that because it felt like I was almost meditating as I was doing yoga. And I was able to be with myself on that mat. And the more I did yoga, the more I started to hear my body talk to me. This felt funny. This isn't feeling right. Or, oh, that feels good. Stretch more here. It allowed my own voice to come forward. Because for so many years, I've been shutting it out. So many years between uh, outside voices, people around me, to the things I watched on TV, to alcohol that I was drinking, to the books I was reading. A lot of different things were telling me who I should be and what I should deem important. And I didn't know who I really was, honestly. I think my forties was my, by far my best decade so far, because it really was my coming out party. Honestly, I think yoga was a big part of that. And Katie and I talked a lot about her journey we didn't get dive a ton into the book. I don't want to give away a lot of things from the book, uh, but I did highlight the shit out of this thing. I have quite a few underlined phrases and I even have you know, brackets around a whole paragraph with exclamation points. Cause I like, I get that. I understand that. And what I really liked about her book so far, I'm only halfway through is that she basically puts into words how I've been feeling about myself. And, um, Man, I don't want to get emotional here, but um, I've struggled for a long time with my self-image. I was an athlete in high school, and I was an athlete in a small town. We didn't have a lot of things at our at our disposal. We did not have we had like football team weights, like big, massive squat racks. Not a lot of things for us to do at school. So you had to go find something outside of your, your school to get what you needed. 
and I found a gym and I fell in love with going to the gym. I felt strong and I was in pretty decent shape. I would never say I was super muscular. At the time I was, you know, buck 15 maybe, um, but I was eating vegetarian for the most part, my junior, senior year in high school into my freshman year of uh, college. I did not like meat. It grossed me out. It wasn't because of anything humane. <laughs> I do love animals, but I was grossed out. I didn't get a lot of protein. So I never really felt super muscular, but I felt like I was somewhat athletic. I was a tennis player. I loved to lift weights. I felt somewhat coordinated. Then along comes my husband who played volleyball in college. He played for his club team in college. Um, a very good volleyball player played for many years afterwards, uh, played indoor, played grass, played tournaments. And then my kids come along and my kids are all very athletic. And I always felt less than in my family because I don't feel athletic. And I know how I feel about seeing athletes. I mean, everybody reveres an athlete, right? They see their bodies, their strength, their, their just their ability to do what they can do. And I just think there's an automatic admiration that's there for athletes, just their dedication and all they put into their sport, whatever that is. And here I am part of this family. I don't feel like I fit. And that's hard because I don't look a certain way. I got the jiggly thighs. I had them for a long time. I have struggled with trying to maintain a certain weight. And then here comes menopause. And then it really throws me off. Um, I think I've, I've gained, let's see, 10 plus pounds in the last, in the last five, six years. And at that point I'd already gained about five pounds. I didn't want, so I'm about 15 pounds up from where I think my natural body weight should be. And it's been a hard road, but I also think the reason why I'm hanging on to this weight is because I put so much pressure on myself to look a certain way. And why not be at a place where I can just accept myself for who I am and know that internally I am exactly who I'm supposed to be at the outside does not reflect always what's going on on the inside or vice versa. What's going on, on my inside that's causing to, to hold on to this weight. Cause my weight right now is not my natural weight. I know that. And so I struggle, I've been struggling. And so when I read Katie's book, it's hitting me in all the right places that I need to hear. Cause what want yourself stands for the want is women against negative talk. It's an acronym, just like mine, just like the odd life is awake, well, and empowered. Hers is about women against negative talk. And so we share in our upcoming podcast about her journey through her own negative talk issues and trying to get past that and how some things that's helped her get past it. And I realized when I go to a class like yoga, even though I have to stare at myself in the mirror and see the things I don't like about how I look, I also can see how strong I actually am. I'm holding that pose. I'm stretching far. I'm breathing as I'm supposed to. I'm doing all the things in yoga that uh, I'm keeping up. Let's put it that way. I'm keeping up. And it got me thinking about this book because there's things in here that Katie talked about. I'm going to get into it a couple things, but 
It just really is about getting back to ourselves. What's really going on inside of me and hearing my own voice and letting go of all these expectations either I have of myself or what I think people outside of me expect of me. And I think the story that I've had for so long is that (laughs) the story is they must've got it from their father, right? The kids. And that's a sucky feeling, honestly. I mean, I can throw a baseball, no problem. I know when we would play go outside and we'd play wiffle ball or a pickup game of soccer real fast in the backyard, we'd mess around. Um, I'm kind of the butt of the, the family joke a little bit with that because no one expects me to do anything physically like an athlete. And I really want to prove them wrong. And I think I got a chip on my shoulder about it, honestly. And this isn't to blame my kids, but I haven't really showed them how athletic I could be. And I've had this in the back of my mind, like my weight is just driving me crazy. Like what is going on? And I know, I know a thousand percent that there is something going on inside of me that I'm holding on to that's also causing me to hold on to this extra weight. I'm determined to get there to figure out what that is, but it has me always wishing for something else. So this is also tied to that gratitude and and things I was mentioning being in the podcast is this is one thing that I struggle with immensely is being grateful for my body because I'm constantly wishing it looked differently or performed differently, move differently felt differently. And if I'm not grateful for it, there's sure as hell no way it's going to do the thing I want it to do. It's not going to react the way that I want it to. It's not going to show up for me if I'm not showing up for it. And this is where I feel like yoga and those types of classes will help me because I can go back inside and I've, I've, I don't know if you've done this before, but I've gone to yoga classes before and a teacher will say to set an intention or something to that effect, or they'll just be talking about something kind of like, you know, how indoor cycling classes, they say these, these classes are, they're talking about some deep stuff and all of a sudden people are crying. I've done that at yoga before too. They'll talk about bringing something up within ourselves that we want to handle and work on. And at the end of class and during Savasana, like I'm crying at the end. There's some shit that comes up during those. And I need that to come up. Like I don't even know what it is. I think it's tied to this expectation I have of myself that I should look a certain way. I should be a certain way. And maybe it's because I want to be admired like that. We all know when we see an athlete, they're just like, wow, they've got some serious quads or man, they can run fast or they look so fit. I've never felt that way. One time in my life, I hired a trainer back in, I was 38 years old. There was a special going on at our gym. I got a chance to get eight sessions with a trainer for half the price. I did it. I spent once a week with them and he helped me keep track of my food, my macros. And I did his workout one day and I would go back every other day and do it two more times. And then I would do some cardio in between. And I was in the best shape of my life. Didn't last. 
didn't have the accountability, uh, crept back obviously. And man, what I would do to go back to that. Cause I did not think about my body anymore. Like it was no longer an issue. It was no longer looking in the mirror and belittling myself. It was no longer looking at oh, these jeans. I hate the way these feel or trying to try on a swimming suit and hate the way I looked. And at the same time, what I looked like on the outside wasn't really what was going on the inside. And right now in my life, I mean, with menopause going on, I am struggling trying to figure out who I am, what's next. I mean, almost an empty nester or an open nester, I should say, uh, and don't know what's around the corner and what I want the next part of my life to look like. I want to travel a lot. I want to see some things. God bless Instagram for some of those things to let us know what's out in the world, places we want to go, but also it can be a curse because now I'm realizing all the places I have not been that I want to be. <laughs> so, uh, I, I think I feel a little unmoored, a little ungrounded, kind of floating. I'm not really anchored to anything anymore. And so I'm struggling to figure out who I really am what's going on inside. And I do believe we take on everything else outside that's going on in the world, whether it's people's opinions of us or expectations of us. And we kind of layer that on, or we put things on top of us, layers of other things who are not really who we are to pretend we are something else or to hide away our true selves. And so I think I'm going through this uncovering stage right now in my life trying to pull all these things off, but at the same time, loving and appreciating what I truly see as me. And it's hard. It's hard work. And this book really came at an important time. I've, and I've paid attention to Katie before, clearly. Uh, but this book is something I can actually have at my fingertips. I can open a look at and use to help me get through this. There's a couple different things I want to share from the book that I think are really pertinent to how I'm feeling right now. Uh, there's one quote she has from Cheryl Strayed. She is the author of wild, the book that turned into a very, very popular movie with Reese Witherspoon portraying her in that, in that movie. She also wrote a book called tiny, beautiful things. And this is the quote she pulled from that book, but the quote goes, I'll never know and neither will you of the life you don't choose. We'll only know that whatever that sister life was, it was important and beautiful and not ours. It was the ghost ship that didn't carry us. There's nothing to do, but salute it from shore. And so I think about that in a couple different ways. I see myself a lot of times living a different life, being a different body, looking a different way. And I envy that life and I want that life. And then I realize that I'm not living my life now if I'm always wanting that one. So this is really important for me to hear that this is where you are. There's nothing you can do right now about that. Like that life that you're visioning, that life that you keep wanting is preventing you from living the life that you have. 
So I see it as that a little bit. Another thing I see it as, there's so much out there in the world that we're getting access to, the places to be, the people that are out there. And I also, I often wonder if I'm making the right choices. Should I be living here? Should we be living there? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And I start to second guess all the things I'm doing now because of all that stuff I see out there in the world. I guess I just want to experience it all. <laughs> so that's my struggle is what's meant for me and what's not. I mean, there's a certain part that we have to, if we want something in our life, we visualize ourselves doing it, being that person. And then that's the process of manifesting, right? We bring that energy that we, we see ourselves doing the thing and what that feels like. And we carry that feeling with us throughout the day. And then that's how manifestation works. That's how you bring it into your life. But at what point is that not healthy? We're constantly visualizing something else that's really not meant for us. It's that ghost ship. And then I think about the women that have come before me, maybe my family that I would love to have my life because they did not have the freedoms that I have now. They did not have the things that I have now. They did not have the health that I have now the family that I have now, all of these things. And so I want to take the time to appreciate what I have in my life right now, what's happening right now. Sure. Still visualize the things I want to come into my life. But when she said ghost ship, I just, I constantly think about if I would have made a different choice here or there, where would we be? What would I be doing? And all of that just keeps me from living the life now that I have. So that really hit me. There's something else she said in the book. She said, lonely is love with nowhere to go. And you all have heard me before talk about this. If you pay attention at all on the social media channels that I inhabit, I've talked about that. Uh, being lonely is hard. Yes, I'm married. I have a spouse, but it's lonely in a different way. Like lonely with friendships. This is a great piece of advice. She said, focusing not on where you'll give your love a place to go, but on when you feel your love naturally come alive. So there's things right now in my life that do make me feel alive. My writing, this podcast, playing with my dogs, time with my family. I do have love in my life. It's a reframe. And realizing that the things I'm wanting this is mostly around friendships and a feeling of connection at a deep level. They will come, but at the same time, it's also recognizing when that love bubbles to the surface, what that's all about too, like where that comes from. What are the things I'm doing and experiencing where that feels so good in my life now? So it's shifting the perspective there. And so I think looking at myself, looking at myself to help me cure that sense of loneliness, like looking to myself. I miss me. Cause like I said earlier, I was, I focused so much on becoming someone else, not internally, but externally that I've missed out on just enjoying myself as I am right now. I have my family, you know, of course I have those people to love and my dogs. I love my dogs to death, but what if I chose me to focus that love towards myself what if I channeled that, that love towards nurturing myself and to begin to love myself again? It's how I speak to myself. It's how I show up for myself. It's keeping promises to myself. Uh, it's a, what I allow in 
how I'm showing love to myself is what I allow in and what I don't. Being creative and expressing myself, that's showing myself love. Love is in the process of becoming more me, the uncovering of what's always been there. And so my goal here is to really love exactly where I am and to stop wishing always, always. It's always like, like the haircut, right? Good God. How many of us have, have ever like loved the hair we have in that moment? You're either growing it out constantly, trying to grow out some layers, and then we chop it because we didn't like it long. It's too hard to work with. Are we ever satisfied with our damn hair? I think that's the analogy here is we're never satisfied. And therefore I am unable to show up and love myself as I am right now. And what if I just let all that shit go? All those expectations of what I should be looking like and just be with who I am right now and see what happens. Like stop getting on the scale. Stop looking at all the dimples in my legs. Stop buying all the creams and lotions that someone promises you that will help all of that bullshit. And just doing the things that make me feel loved for myself. What can I do to love on myself? And it sure as hell isn't telling myself you're not enough as you are right now. You need to change. And sure, growth is always good. Changing is always great. But it's a constant picking a part of yourself. It's the constant nitpicking that that doesn't look good. You should be eating that. That has been most of my life and it is not helping me be well. So I'm here to say, if that's you, you are not alone. I've been going through it my entire freaking life. And I know that Katie's book is all about that. So I'm looking forward to finishing it, getting some more ideas of how I can show myself love and how I can stop my own negative talk about myself. Cause God knows I have done it for way too long. And if that's you, I'm right there with your sister. I am still a work in progress. As far as that goes, I am learning how to not belittle myself, to not nitpick myself, to not always see the ick in that mirror. There's so much other stuff about me. That's not how I look. So if I don't want somebody else focusing on it, then why do I? I really think this book can help anybody get over that negative self-talk. Like I said, we're going to have Katie in the podcast in a week. Pay attention to that. We're going to have a book giveaway. But yeah, I'm just wanting to show up and be grateful for who I am right now in this space. No matter what my body looks like, I am doing just fine. Keep working on myself. Keep pursuing myself in a healthy way. I really felt that may hit with you all too. Cause I know it's always this time of the year. It's towards the holidays. We start wondering, should we be eating that? I have to get into swimsuit. We're, we're traveling in a couple of months over the holidays. And we constantly put this pressure on ourselves to be a certain way, to look a certain way. And it is honest to God, nothing to do with who we are on the inside. Do I believe that our body holds on to things because of trauma that's not being processed? Absolutely. Do I believe that our bodies reflect a lot of times what's happening on the inside? Some, uh, like I said, the talk, the emotions that are trapped, those things. Absolutely. So those are things I'm working on as well, but I want to stop dwelling on 
who I think I should be and what I should look like and just be me. Just be me. I wanted to kind of walk that through with you all. I just wanted to talk about that because of what my yoga class today reminded me, get back to you. What's happening on the inside? Because when I did that before, man, it just felt so, so good. Hearing myself, hearing my own breath, my own thoughts, and it had nothing to do with my body. As far as what it looked like on the outside, is all what the things that were happening on the inside. And I miss that. So I'm looking forward to going to more classes. I do have a code if you want to try class pass. I'm going to put it in the, the show notes if you want to try it. They're pretty much a lot of major cities. If you have a variety of interests, whether it's bar classes, Pilates, yoga, functional fitness classes, HIT classes, those types of things, I think there are all kinds in there. And there's other things like cryotherapy and red light therapy and other things you can use those credits for. So take a peek. Uh, you may be surprised at what you can find that may be what you're looking for. But yeah, did yoga and I loved it today. It got me back to me, me in the mat. And that was it. And the energy in the room, that's so good for us. It's such a healthy energy. Uh, it's supportive. It is loving. It is gracious. And that's exactly what I need right now. And I think we probably all do to a certain extent. So check it out. Maybe your thing, maybe not your thing, but uh, it's been mine as of lately. And I'm looking forward to doing more. And look forward to the book giveaway and my talk with Katie. I can't wait for you to hear it. And I love you all. Have a great Thanksgiving. If that's something that you celebrate in your family, uh, we'll talk soon. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I cannot tell you how grateful I am. That is one of the things I am always grateful every week, but this week, especially, I do not take it for granted that anybody listens at all. When I hear someone's listening to the podcast, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm not talking to the void here. And I'm hoping some things do land and that people can relate to the things I'm talking about. I also hope that you realize this is not something that I do for me. I'm doing it to connect with you all and to bring people's stories to the front lines, people that you may never ever would have known of or known about, but their story is still very important to hear. And I think bringing those stories to the forefront is important for humanity, for compassion, for empathy. And God knows we need a lot of that in the world right now. So thank you so, so very much for listening. It means the world to me that you've taken the time to put the headphones in, to watch the video, whichever mode that you like, and you hang out with me every week. It just means so much. Have a wonderful week with your families. If that's what you're doing this week or on vacation, enjoy it. And we'll see you all next week. Thank you again for being here. I am so grateful for your time. And if you liked what you heard, please head to where you listen to podcasts, rate and review. Please share on Instagram, your social media channels, wherever else you go so we can reach as many people as possible so they can meet these amazing women and hear these conversations. If you'd like to connect further, you can find me over at my website at halliesawyer.com or on Instagram. I'm usually going to be at uh, Hallie underscore Sawyer or The Odd Life, which is this podcast specific Instagram account. All right. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you soon.